Welcome to Living the Present Moment with Dr. Joel Ying. This episode is recorded Wednesday, September the 12th, 2018. On this series, I interview people of passion and purpose, doing interesting things, living the present moment. I'm your host today, Dr. Joel Yang. I'm a physician, educator, storyteller. Join the mailing list, visit the blog and the calendar at livingthepresentmoment.com. That's livingthepresentmoment.com. Today's topic, life changes. My guest today is Raquel Austin. Raquel is the owner of Negril Yoga Center in Negril, Jamaica. She now lives here in Naples, Florida, and her life journey has been through many twists and turns. She was born in Colombia, South America, into a Jewish family. She went to a Catholic school, later moved to New Jersey, then Jamaica, and now here in Naples. That's a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> Raquel has been through many life changes, and many years ago I met Raquel at a meditation class for esoteric healing, and afterwards she needed a ride home. She said she lived in the neighborhood near me, and so I gave her a ride. And as she was giving me directions and returning, I, I realized that we lived in the same condominium complex. <laughs> it turns out we were in the same building. So there's serendipity, I'm sure, as part of her life. How are you? How are you doing, Raquel? I'm doing great, Joel. Thank you. Nice being with you. Well, thank you for being on the show. And I love the title, Life Changes. Life changes. <laughs> it's yes. been quite a journey that brings you here today. And I don't know where you want to begin, but uh, one story that you told me about that always stuck in my memory is that you grew up in a Jewish family in Colombia, which alone is <laughs> striking. But then you went to Catholic school. And I'm like, oh, my. What, what, what are your biggest challenges growing up? Well, one of the challenges was uh, being a Jewish person in uh, in a Catholic school, and um, uh, it wasn't easy for me. And um, I actually uh, started to convert. I started going to uh, preparation for First Communion, and I enjoyed that very much. I loved going to church. I loved the smell of the incense. Um, but then, you know, I... Uh, and my mother found out about it, and I, that didn't go through. So, uh, <laughs> but that was, yeah, that was very challenging being in uh, in in that school with, um, you know, being the only Jewish person. Now, did they send you there because it was a, a good private school? Yeah, it was because it was a good private school. the The public schools were not that um, that wonderful at the time. Hmm. And. Uh, is there a big Jewish community where you were? Uh, it was, yeah, pretty, well, yeah, they, they, it's not really, it wasn't very big at the time. Then it became bigger. Um, they had two different Jewish temples, so that was big enough, you know, one reformed and one traditional. And um, we were not, we were not very religious. My mother, you know, didn't do that uh, at the time, she was suffering because she lost all her family through um, the Holocaust. Um, mm -hmm. All her family got killed by Hitler, and so it was that was another difficulty because um, there was always that sadness every day, finding out who died. So that was one of my other challenges growing up with that. Mm. And how did that? You know, that's sort of the beginning of the journey. How, how did you end up 
by way of the United States to Jamaica. Can you tell us the story? Oh, <laughs> well, um, I, my family, um, you know, there's, uh, they do arrange marriages. Um, so when I was 16, um, they arranged for me to marry this gentleman from uh, Costa Rica because he was, he had a plantation and uh, he was a good catch. And um, when I met him, <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a feeling for it and I didn't really like him too much. And so I was giving an alternative by my mother and she says, either you marry him or you go to New York and start a new life. So I chose going to New York. So that was my first uh, journey out of Colombia. Wow. To New York City. Yeah. <laughs> And tell me about New York. That must be quite a, that's a big life. Well, it was quite challenging. It was very challenging because I only spoke Spanish uh, at the time. Uh, Well, I I understood Jewish too, because my family spoke the language. So, you know, many times I defended myself with speaking Spanish or Jewish. Um, I got lost a few times taking the subways and ending up in other neighborhoods that, you know, it was, you know, pretty challenging in the beginning, but um, then um, the language wasn't very hard to catch. I was really, um, it was easy for me to learn. Um, so I was understanding almost everything in English uh, when I was here three months. And by six months, I spoke broken English, but I spoke it. Wow. So you were 16 at the time? Is that when you moved? Yes. Yes. Wow. I didn't like it too much, so I went back to Colombia, but they sent me back again. So... By 17 and a half, I was back in New York. Wow. So how did you arrive yeah. there? Did they send you to family or why New York? Yeah, my, my, my father had two brothers there and my mother had a cousin, you know, so I lived in the Bronx and I worked for my uh, my family who had a really big um, a jewelry. Uh, at that time, a custom jewelry um was very popular the uh like um what do you call it diamonds not real diamonds <laughs> so they put me to work in their factory but when i started to speak english i left them pretty quickly and um but it was a good experience you know everything is a a, a, a lesson at the time i didn't know it but um and then i met my uh to be husband and um that was a couple of years after Hmm. And um, he was moving to Chicago, so um, we had our, our courtship mostly on the phone, and we would see each other occasionally. And then we got married in New York, and I moved to Chicago. I love Chicago, <laughs> and that's where my daughter was born, Cynthia. She was oh. born in Michael Reese Hospital in Chicago. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, your journey takes you to yet another place I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, Chicago was there for about 17 years, right? Yeah, and after that, when my daughter went off to college, I went off to find myself in Jamaica. Mm. That was the other journey. How, how old were you at that with, point? Uh, About 39, I think. Mm. Yes. Everybody was leaving Jamaica at the time, but I always go the other way. So I was, (laughs) I took residency at that time. 
So I, I moved down there, and um, like I said, I wanted to find myself. And uh, everyone leaving Jamaica. So I guess I found. I, yeah, everybody was leaving Jamaica. You know. Yeah, was that the seventies? Pardon? Was that the seventies? Yes, nineteen seventy one. Oh, wow. Now why? Yeah. Why Jamaica? Oh, because I had gone back to college because I never did get college in Colombia, you know. And so um, after I was married, I joined a community college in Chicago. And um, my hippie friends um, had been to Negril and they talked about how beautiful it was and how the sea was so beautiful and other pluses. And um, I decided to go down there. So I originally I went down with the whole family. Um, but my husband didn't like it. And then after that, um, every Christmas I went down with my daughter, we would spend some time and eventually I just moved down. Wow. Gave okay. up everything. Now, I, I, I guess you've moved so many times in your life, but that's, uh, quite an um, amazing, just to pick up and move again. <laughs> Yes, and I'm looking forward to um, now starting a new journey. I don't know what that journey will be, but um, I'm selling the yoga center, which I created, where we skipped that part. Um, <laughs> well, tell us about that. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> I was trying to find myself. <laughs> um, well, I didn't know. I, I decided that I had to start making a living, and so... Um, I started making, uh, well, I, there, was a, there was a friend of mine uh, from uh, California that was making 10 karat gold wire jewelry. And she made all these nice earrings and I started selling those um, in the town, you know, in Savannah Lamar. And I, you know, got a really big clientele. And um, um, after that, I got the, you know, the, the, privilege of getting the piece of property that I have now in the grill and I wanted to start a yoga center because um, I had been introduced to yoga and we were doing yoga on the cliffs and uh, with a lot of friends of mine I loved I loved it and I wanted to create a yoga center when everybody was discouraging me because it was such a great location they said make a bar in a restaurant <laughs> you'll make a lot of money <laughs> But I said no. I'm going to, I'm going to build a yoga center. So we got the building done, and then of course I was not a teacher at the time. Um, so I prayed for a teacher, and that Monday somebody knocked at my door and said, "I understand you need a teacher." So that was one miracle that happened really quick. Um, so then we started that way, and um, eventually in 1983. I um, I went to um, San Francisco and got training with um, the Iyengar Institute. I was very blessed and lucky to have had Mr. Iyengar as a teacher, um, mm. uh, Judith Lasseter, Manu Somanos, all the top um, Iyengar yoga teachers. I had the privilege of getting classes with them. And so I... Um, I came back with my, you know, with my teaching and uh, I started to, you know, teach myself and 
quite a few people and a lot of the uh, some American residents that lived in the grills came. We had a really nice group, about eight people. Some of those became teachers themselves. And that's how the journey started as a yoga teacher and the Negril Yoga Center. Hmm. Did you find yoga for the first time in Jamaica? I found, yes, yes, I found yoga in Jamaica. Well, no, that's not true. Um, I had found it in Chicago uh, when I went to the Himalayan Institute, Swami Rama's um, Himalayan Institute, the original one in Chicago. And I just did uh, just a beginning classes, you know, very, very, just very limited. Uh, That was the first introduction. But then when I got to Jamaica, the people that I met were all into yoga. And there was, um, you know, that's why I really it, it made me very happy and feel good. And so I decided that I wanted to teach. Wow. So that's how it. <laughs> what attracted you to yoga? You said uh, you started to feel. Well, it, it was um, the breathing mostly. You know, I love teaching breath awareness. Uh, that's one of my biggest things in the teaching. I think um, the breath is everything. Um, I, I felt good after we did it. I felt stretched. I felt peaceful. Um, it was a wonderful journey. And uh, the people who um, were my students, they saw their lives change and they started to feel better. And um, like I said, and a lot of people that came down because at that time, uh, I had already built a few cottages at the yoga center. So people came down to do yoga and um Many uh, of the people that came down, you know, there's about six or seven women that I know became teachers. I don't know of the others. I'm sure there's a lot of people that um, were inspired because at that time, um, yoga was not as popular. Mm. We were like the first yoga, the first yoga center in, in Jamaica. And wow. um, we had the privilege to have Swami Rama came down and Dr. Rudolf Valentine came down for um a lecture and I had people come from Kingston, people who had never been into yoga and um, that started another movement in Kingston. Um, They started a center in in Kingston too. So yeah, it was a a blessing. It was a blessing that I could do that. Wow. It's quite amazing at at a time where there wasn't really any yoga. No, there was no yoga. And then at the same time, I just, there, was, there was also no yogurt. <laughs> so I started making yogurt and I had a woman um, that worked for me and she went on the bicycle and delivered them. We used to package the yogurt in the, in the ice cream containers, uh-huh. you know, the recycle containers and sell it to the hotels. And then, uh-huh. then it became, you know, quite a big of business. Uh, I started growing sprouts. And making feta cheese. My mother had taught me how to make cheese from milk and um, yogurt. And um, we did all kinds of stuff and sold it to the hotels, big hotels. And um, and that business was very good. But eventually I closed it about, um, I don't know, maybe eight years ago. Mm. But it started a, a new trend. And now everybody has yogurt and, you know, uh, they have everything (laughs) 
But at the time when I started, they didn't have those things in the hotels. Wow, you're quite an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did find myself. <laughs> what, what was Jamaica like back then when you were there? Because I... Oh, it was so beautiful. Well, it's still very beautiful, but um, Negril was, um, there was only like one hotel on the beach. Um, it was quiet, uh, very few people on the beach. Um, there was a couple of residents, original residents, and um, people on the cliff. Mm. But it was, it was very, very quiet until they, uh, you know, we discovered it and one person told another and another and then it, it became what it is now a very popular vacation oh, yeah. destination yeah it's a huge tourist destination lots of hotels on the beach and huge ones wow yes right <laughs> but right i have to say it has it's the caribbean ocean it has some of the most wonderful water i've ever seen as far as oh that's one thing i miss very much because you know going in that water washes away everything from you mm. you know any, anything bothering you and you know, i just do i used to just go and, and just float for hours and just you know or go snorkeling there's, there's a beautiful reef just outside of the yoga center um the yoga center is not right on the beach we're just across the street but it was really easy access so the reef was beautiful too wow yeah the water is so clear <laughs> and the yes. and the turquoise color that you don't see anywhere else in the world. Well, I haven't seen anywhere else in the world, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the water is just gorgeous. Yeah, for sure. Can you describe the Negril Yoga Studio? What? Okay. Well, the 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 studio um uh is a wooden uh structure. It's on the website uh, negrilyoga.com. Uh, it's a two-story uh, ceiling, the, the roof. Um, there's a room upstairs for the teacher, and downstairs is a nice wooden floor mm. with the garden surrounding it, you know, flowers, some beautiful crotons all around. Uh, and then we have cottages. Um, it's very uh, laid back. Um, it's, I never made it into a big hotel like a concrete uh, hotel. We only have one concrete uh, house. Uh, the rest are all wooden cottages in the gardens. Um, we have a lot of um, hummingbirds and butterflies and all kinds of other birds and a lot of um, fruit trees, um, breadfruit trees, aki. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. All the... Your own plantation. Yeah. How much property? Yeah. It's, uh, it's about uh, an acre. Oh, wow. But the cottages are all scattered, so they're not one on top of the other, you know, so people don't, you know, come mm. into each other. Uh, that sounds beautiful. And uh, Yeah, it is beautiful. It's really nice. It's a good feeling when you go there. There's a lot of um, people. We have still the same people coming from years back. They keep coming back, and we have people that come down and do workshops. Um, we have one... Um, gentleman his name is jamie he comes from canada he, his last year was his 11th year of oh. coming down wow so with the internet we have become pretty well known you know to the yoga community hmm. that's pretty amazing you know I, I never thought of yoga in jamaica even though i was born in jamaica 
<laughs> um, right. I discovered yoga when I came over here. And and I, I guess, you know, growing up in Kingston, I didn't really meet the hippie community ever down there. So my experience right. with Jamaica is a lot different. But I remember... Yeah, because they don't... Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just I was just remembering uh, my aunt. Uh, she's actually my grandmother's uh, around my grandmother's age, so different generation. But uh, I'm I'm assuming she was talking about the 70s. She had a, um, she, she had um, been in a robbery and had all this anxiety, and her she said her husband sent her to yoga. And I'm like, really? yoga in Jamaica in Kingston and she said yeah there was somebody there and she did classes and she did them for a while and um eventually her anxiety got better and she was able to go on with life as normal again and I was like wow I said well what happened she said well I just he kind of stopped teaching and he traveled to I think back to India or something and uh and sort of stopped doing it but uh, uh it seems like there's pockets of pockets of things everywhere even in Jamaica where I had no idea yeah there's this woman named Sonita and mm-hmm. uh, she is one she's one of the she came with her husband at the time uh, when when Swami Rama was uh, at the yoga center um, she came to visit but originally you know I had introduced her to uh, Honsdale uh, to the Himalayan Institute and she came there and then she got she also got inspired and uh, she started her own yoga studio in Kingston so she has an established place in Kingston now hmm. uh, she's been there for years wow okay yeah. and then people people from uh, Kingston usually thought of Negril as just country they would never come down for anything <laughs> It was the hippies who discovered it and appreciated it, and then they 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 discovered it too. Mm. Then they brought the city out there with the big hotel as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, big all-inclusive hotels. Oh, well, you know, Jamaica is such a different place. I'm curious. Coming from Colombia, then New York, then Chicago, and then back to Jamaica, what, what were some of the major differences that you found on living on an island? Um, well, it was it, it was uh, it was easier, you know. I was it was more relaxed. Um, I was I was happy not to have a car. Um, it, it it was it, life was easier. It wasn't so stressful. Mm. And of course, uh, not having well I, in the beginning, I didn't have electricity. I just had a lamp, and I lived in a little wooden house right on the beach. Uh, Mr. Reynolds, who was like a father to me, he was my Jamaican father. Oh. He leased me he leased me a spot there for fifteen years. So I had my wooden house right by the beach. And uh, I had no television or anything. My stars at night were my television. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was all just peaceful. Wow. And Time to meditate, you know, meditation was, you know, I was um, um, very immersed in meditating at the time and doing my yoga practice. And and you talked about one of the reasons you went to Jamaica was, uh, you know, wanted to find yourself. What do you? Uh... Uh, well, you know, going through all these changes that I went through with my 
family life, not having, you know, cousins and uncles, I, you know, and moving to one place and another, I, um, I don't know, I was, um, I wasn't happy in my marriage and I didn't know why, I, you know, I, I, I studied Gestalt uh, therapy and transactional analysis and that was the 70s. Um, but when I said I went to find myself, it, it, it was good because uh, I had time to just be me and just be on my own. And um, like I said, the meditation, and it was wonderful to meditate, you know, just floating on the water, you know, just lie down on top of the water. It was like um, rebirthing every time. Hmm. Wow. So, what would you say that means? Finding yourself. What 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 really happened for you? Well, who am I? I still don't know who am I really. <laughs> I know I'm still looking. That's why I'm asking for advice. <laughs> well, you know. I, I, I told my grandson, I said, you know, don't worry about finding yourself yet because I didn't find myself till I was about 40, you know. So, but <laughs> the part I found on myself is that I was a businesswoman. You know, I didn't know that. So I was, I was sometimes conflicted, you know, between my meditation and having to be a boss. I had never trained for that. You know, I had a staff, you know, the gardener, the cook, the oldest the housekeepers and all that. And I didn't know. And I, um, at times, I, I kind of lost it, and thank God for yoga, I, I was able to, you know, to meditate and cool down. But it was difficult. That was one of my other difficult times in in Jamaica, dealing with um, with the Jamaican people who are really so wonderful. They're so inventive. They can make something out of nothing, you know. And but they are very challenging. And so uh, I, uh, you know, I felt a challenge I felt you know angry sometimes but eventually that mellowed out and you know that was um I learned how to deal with it and uh, I have the same staff now for 15 and 18 years so that part was okay but that was one of the challenges originally when I first started mm. so being your own but boss finding my about finding myself is you know I know what but I want and you know I, I now I want something else but I don't know what that is this is a new <laughs> epoch up for my life <laughs> um, I don't know I, I'm, I'm trying to sell the yoga center now because it's, I'm, I'm running it from me uh, thank goodness for the internet um, but I would like to sell it and from then I, I want to start a new adventure at my age. <laughs> well, speaking of new adventure, you're so eventually after the challenges in Jamaica and learning about yourself and the challenges of Jamaicans, it sounds like, which I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> um, what uh, what what brought you to Naples, where I met you? Well, my daughter uh, moved here uh, about oh about. 30 years ago, uh, they came from Chicago. That's where our original home was. Um, she got married in Chicago and uh, they came down here. Um, her husband uh, is an acupuncturist. He doesn't practice that anymore, but they opened up a, an office with a chiropractor and, um, you know, they decided to stay here. So um, 
that's what made me come to Naples. Mm. Being like, she's my only daughter. I only have one child. Okay. So hanging out with uh, your family yeah. and grandchildren. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brandon uh, is a kiteboarder, my younger one. Um, and the older one, Zach, is a, is a writer. Oh, well, okay. Uh, and Brandon travels all over the world. He's a, he's a professional kiteboarder. Oh, wow. It's amazing that there is such a thing. <laughs> professional yeah. kiteboarder. Yeah. Right wow. now he's in Bali. Wow. He got the traveling bug from you. <laughs> yeah. He's very much like me in many ways. <laughs> he had the same North Nose. <laughs> and you still keep pretty active even though you're in Naples here. Oh, yes, I'm very stuff. active. You're always... Yeah, I'm very active. I I I, um, I belong to the Redhead Society. I I go to the gym. I I was teaching here, but I stopped about a year ago. Um, but I go to other yoga classes myself, and I go to the gym. And um, yeah, I keep busy. Oh, wow, <laughs> always doing the next thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love to dance too, but there's not too many places you can go during the day. <laughs> and I don't go out at night too much. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, as you were making those life transitions and it sounds like, you know, finding yourself, but finding who you are, finding your gifts, finding some passion, finding some purpose. I, I, how did you find the, for me, it sounds like a lot of courage to hop over to New York to hop over to Chicago, to hop over to Jamaica? I mean, what what, what would you, you say know, the inner drive there? You know, Joel, I never realized it myself. You know, I was just doing what I what came natural to me. And um, I had guests uh, that came to me. In fact, two different people gave me recordings because they said that I should record my life, you know, and, and write a book. Um, one of them, you know, said to me, you are so brave to come down here. And I was, at the time when she said it, I was so surprised. You know, I never realized that I was brave. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I just did it. <laughs> I just, and they said, oh, give me give me some pointers. I want to start a yoga center like this. What did you do? How did you? I said, I don't know. It was just a guidance. Everything came one step at a time. You know, I got the land and then one other thing. And then, you know, everything was just like each step taught me or brought me to the point where I got and then point number two and number three and that's how I did it I just never made a plan I never wrote it down how what I was going to do I just did it so and then when you talk about finding yourself I still not completely found myself I still have more areas to find (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping to live another 20 years and uh Maybe, maybe even then I won't find myself. I'll have to do that when I come back. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like you've enjoyed the journey. I have. There's been bumpy times, but, you know, there's been some challenging times, but it's all a challenge. And I believe that, you know, every time something challenging happens, there's always a good reason for it and something good will come out of it at the end. You know, that's one motto that I live by. 
And some people say if one door closes, another one opens. You know, that's definitely true. Mm. You know, you always have to see that uh, no matter what happens, how bad it is, um, there's something good just around the corner for a reason, you know, that we don't know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it sounds like sort of your life philosophy. You've looked for the good, like you said, that next thing around the yeah, corner is going to be good. Right. There were a lot of challenging times where I really got very close to my spirituality and God because um, being alone in a strange country, um, a woman, you know, alone trying to do what I was doing. Uh, many times I had to walk with God every day, you know, it was like, today, Lord, carry me. I can't do it myself. So that was my cry many times. But that passed, and good things came from it. So I'm very blessed. I feel very blessed. Mm. It is true. Or, uh, I find that, too. Uh, the challenges that I face really expand me. Sometimes I wonder, Definitely. why am I looking for another challenge? And I suppose that's why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because each, 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 each thing teaches us, you know, we learn from every little thing that happens, you know, and hopefully we pay attention. Some lessons we have to learn a couple of times before we really learn it. From each challenge, I became stronger. I, I know you're looking for new things and uh, wanting to sell the yoga studio and, and and you say still looking for yourself. So what what's what's new for Raquel? What's on the horizon? I don't know. I'm asking that question of myself when I meditate. I know that I would like to travel. I, I've traveled um, to Bali and Thailand, and uh, I would love to go back there and um, maybe Fiji. I know I, I would like to travel now, mm. but I would like to um, to do something something good, something important again. I don't know. I may invent something. I don't know. <laughs> I just know that I'm not done. <laughs> okay, yeah. And what is it about travel? Obviously, you've, you, you've picked up and moved so many times. What is it about travel that you think helps us to, you know, what's the attraction? What... Well, you know, we, we really become enriched. Uh, I meet people here. I have wonderful friends who have never left Naples. They were born here and never went anywhere. And I can see where they're at. Um, and uh, I see people who travel. We become um, more, um, what's the word? Um, well, educated, of course. Uh, but you know, you develop different tastes for foods and, um, lives. I found, um, Bali was very interesting and so was Thailand. It was wonderful. The food is wonderful. Uh, I love to travel to taste different kinds of food. I love food. And, um, but it's the cultures, different cultures different customs uh it's very enriching mm. well, and so you think you'll uh, travel to new places and maybe find something else <laughs> yes i'm looking for a travel partner i don't want to go alone although i can manage alone i was alone in jamaica for so many years <laughs> but 
<laughs> but to travel now at this time in my life, I would like to travel with uh, with a friend, somebody you know, to that likes you know. I don't like going to fancy places. I like to go to where the the real people go, the people from the country, mm. and um, yeah. That, when I, I went with my friend Rachel, and I we were in Bali for two months, and two months in Thailand, and. We we did a silent retreat in a Buddhist monastery. Those are the things I want to do. You know that I travel now and go to different um, um, yoga places. Um, mm-hmm. Still searching for my, you know the. I don't know if I if the search ever ends. I think we search until we pass on, until we're done with it, and and come back and pick up where we left off and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe the you search is what that? keeps us alive. Do you do you do you believe that we come back? Um, in some way, yes. I don't know how, but we. <laughs> I think because I I think are all this that I have in me uh, is because in another lifetime I advance to that, and I still have a little more ways to go. I don't know how much more. <laughs> And how many, many generations and years, you know, it might take another 100 years or 500 years. But eventually, my belief is that we get so perfect, no more searching, that we can just join the most high, you know, <laughs> <laughs> become a part of Ja Rastafari. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Now, what what community in Jamaica really embraced yoga? That's really interesting because you mentioned the Rastas were there, and and you know there's so many different groups out there. Well, you know it it was really difficult. Um, some Jamaicans very scattered, little you know they I don't I didn't have too many um, students. They tried. They tried, but for some reason it didn't. It didn't happen. So there's no, not no yoga community, you know, really. And maybe in Kingston, you know, in Montego Bay, and um, maybe Ocho Rios, there's little little parts, but there's there's no big community. And mostly, uh, it's tourists, uh, people from other country that settled there. Um, but but mostly the natives are not too much into yoga. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Just, I don't know. You know, when I when I um, when I started, you know, I actually gave some free classes um, for for Jamaicans uh, of different levels. You know, office people, Rasta ladies, uh, and all that. And they just it it they, it scared them. It, um, it I don't know what it was. It just uh, they didn't understand it, or it just. A couple of them walked out, you know, they, they stayed around, but they, they said they couldn't understand, you know, much of it. So I don't know, maybe they were not ready. Maybe now it's a new time, you know, they're now, because yoga was never introduced until I started the yoga center in 81. Um, so they'd never even heard of it. But now that they see that the whole world knows about yoga, and so they're starting to um, to wake up. Um so I think that maybe now there is more, but I haven't been down to Jamaica now in about four years. So I don't know if mm. there are more communities. Mm, okay. 
What do you think it is about <laughs> yoga that made it take off the way it has around the world even? That is because people started to feel good. You know, they realize that, you know, once you do uh, a yoga class, you feel really good afterwards. Um, in all my classes, I included five minutes of diaphragmatic breathing before we even started the class. And that is very helpful. And so there was a lot of breath awareness during the class. And so when they left, they said they feel so good the whole day um, after doing the yoga. It stretches you and it's gentle. If you want to, you know, go deep, you can go deep or you can do it as easy as possible. It doesn't matter as long as you keep on breathing and stretching and be careful. And I think that um, there's a lot of yoga teachers that get um, certified now after you know, 200 hours, but um, there's a lot of yoga teachers, but um, um, they're not so well-trained or completed like some other teachers, you know, so. It's, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it really but it's, but it's good that they're doing it because it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter really if it's 200 hours or not, but, you know, they, um, as long as they're they're bringing the awareness and um, um, it, it's just waking up the people to it, you know, and people can take off with it or let it go. It's up to them. Hmm. That's fascinating how uh, how popular yoga is even here in Naples. There seems to be a studio opening every year. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Are you still teaching? No, no, I, I stopped teaching. I, I still teach Tai Chi privately, but not yoga anymore. Just uh, Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of yoga teachers in Naples. I remember when I first came to Naples originally, um, there was only one person. Her name was Jean, and she was actually trained at the Himalayan Institute. She was the only yoga teacher because I opened up the yellow pages. There was only one person. Oh wow! And now, yeah, now there's so many, and it's wonderful. So it grew all over the place in Colombia too. I talked to my nieces, and they said it's becoming popular there too. Wow! I guess your life experience and all the twists and turns that carried you from here to there. If if you were going to say, I learned three things, I'll give you some time to think of them. But you know. I think it's interesting to boil down what we what we've experienced into some major life lessons. And so, if there were three things that you say, you know, I want to pass this on to somebody else, what would be those things for you? Well, um, as I said before, one of the things is uh, I tell my friends when they're going through a hard time is that you know. In every one of those challenges, uh, there is a good, something good is happening after that, you know, the, so not to fret and to just, you know, accept what is happening at the time because something better is coming. So that's one philosophy that I would like to, you know, that I share with my friends. Mm. Um, another thing I'd like to share with everyone is um, that breath awareness is um, very important for your health um, because um, the breath is everything. You know, by breathing, you let go of the poisons that 
um, accumulate in the body. You let them go uh, and bring in fresh uh, oxygen. So the breath awareness constantly. Mm. And uh, I don't know, the third thing, just to be loving, you know, mm. to, to, um, to love yourself first and then to love others and, um, you know, to give, to give of whatever you have to give to others mm. for the benefit and for the highest good. Mm. Now, those are beautiful pieces. Um, you know, one, just that from every challenge or something good will happen. And two, I do think that many of us, including myself, <laughs> Uh, need to be more aware of the breath. Third one is, I think, probably the most important. Just remember love. Come back to love. Love. We have to go back to love, yes. Yeah, giving from that place. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Raquel, thank you for sharing the journey of your life. Uh, you know, for me, and, and I, I love the twists and turns, and I do think that you could make a book out of it, um, delving into those places. I just, you know, I have the picture painted already of you alone in Jamaica on this wooden house on a beach, staring up at the stars uh, with the ocean in front of you. I mean, and then those other walks where you're just, like you said, walking with God, because that's all you have with you. <laughs> And uh, yes. that's really powerful. And some days he needed to carry me too because there were <laughs> really tough decisions to make. Well, well, and you know, everyone's got tough decisions that I think they're going to be facing. And, and I, I think you're right. What you said, just connecting, connecting to God and having God carry you or whatever it is you believe in that, that something's out there. And, and, so uh, I, I can may, may I share a, a affirmation that I have? Oh please! I'm in the arms of a loving God, and all is well. Mm. I'm in the arms of a loving God, and all is well. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, I'm uh, also blessed to have met you, and thank you for sharing your wisdom all this time and and also the jamaican cooking uh, those many times as well yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, i love all the meals we shared together especially because you cooked and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you we'll again. do it again raquel austin okay. for being on the show you can find her at the Grill Yoga Center online at negrilyoga.com that's n-e-g-r-i-l yoga.com uh, um, and thank you everyone out there who's listening
to my interviews of people of passion and purpose, doing interesting things, living the present moment. Again, I'm Dr. Joel Ying, and stay tuned for more on livingthepresentmoment.com.